0: Okay, Adam, this is kind of a big day for me. Um, today yes. is, Today is the day that my new novel, called Back in the DDR, is available for uh, pre-order at Eckhart's mm. Press.com. And, you know, I, we don't usually talk about uh, things like this on the soccer podcast, but there is a soccer tie-in to this book. Yes. Um, inside the book, there is an entire chapter that takes place at... Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt's Waldstadium mm-hmm. in 1976. And there are classic uh, Eintracht players mentioned. There's also a chapter that takes place in Yugoslavia uh, surrounding the 1976 uh, European uh, Cup final or semifinals between Yugoslavia and West Germany. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's interspersed throughout the thing. It's basically a coming of age um, Spy novel, believe it or not, uh, set uh, during 1976 in West Germany. And it is available for pre order uh, starting today at EckhartsPress.com, E C K H A R T Z Press.com. All right. And, uh, you know, I know that this is a shameless plug, but what's the use of having a podcast if you can't uh, promote your stuff? Am I right? Totally
1: agree. Exactly. <laughs> and we've I'm got more. for you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, excited
0: for you. We have more stuff to promote later in the show. But uh, <laughs> uh, right now, uh, it is time for a uh, Tony Lasano podcast and Opie show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Uh, this is Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And now, go. Free Kicks. Free Kicks with Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So we have a lot of stuff to get into here today. So I say we hop right in and we find out what is happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's
1: happening on the pitch?
0: Well, I'll tell you what's not happening. Liverpool. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> not happening on the pitch. Another loss to another team in the relegation zone. It's their first home loss in the Premier League in 18 months.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Definitely an upset. Didn't see that one coming.
0: I did not either. And, you know, I was looking at uh, some of the press coverage. And believe it or not, Jurgen Klopp is starting to get some heat in Liverpool. Mm. Now, Mm. what has this guy done for Liverpool? Uh, He's only won the Champions League. He's won the Premier League. He's won the Caribou Cup. He's won uh, the FA Cup. Um, You know, other than that, not much. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the guys transformed the club. Let's be honest. If it wasn't for him, there would just be a uh, you know a top sixteen potentially looking at trying to maybe get into the Champions League here and there. So now they're a, a club that ex- has high expectations. Uh, but obviously, this is this is a rough spell. You know, yeah. um, I, I read I read a lot of stuff about the game, and you know, people talked about they're just looking sluggish, maybe a little tired. Um, just not on the same page. The, the players just just aren't quite there. I mean, there's definitely spurts of of goodness, but it's just not enough for them to win games. And then to get to give credit to Leeds, I mean, their backs were firmly against the wall yep. to try to get a result. Jesse Marsh, was obviously uh, was under a little bit of pressure, and you know, and I and I think. Um, some of the commentators were talking about this. I mean, I think it was a little bit harsh for him to be under this much pressure because you can see the players who still are playing for him. You know, right. there's, there's, there's no question that they are put, putting everything out. It's not like they're just kind of giving up because they're struggling. They're, they're definitely doing everything they can to try to win the game. Right. And when, and when uh, he goes
0: out and gets players, uh, they're not bringing in Neymar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I mean, and, th- and this is Leeds. You know, Leeds is yeah. realistically a, mid- a mid-table a mid Premier League team. Um, you know, and uh, I think that's where they probably sit right now. Can they get better players to be able to push them up to the higher level? Certainly. I mean, but it's going to mean an investment. You see that with, with certain teams that have massive fan support, i.e. Newcastle United, who yeah. seem to be ch- jumping up. But what's nice about you know, I'm glad that, you know, Jesse Marsh didn't lose that game, maybe takes the heat off a little bit because I think it would have made things difficult for American coaches moving forward. So, uh, it would have been a tough one if he would have got fired pretty quickly after this game.
0: Yeah. I must admit watching it with mixed emotions as a, as a Liverpool supporter, um, but also an American, you know, yeah, I, sure. I always root for Jesse and I always root for the American players and, uh, I was happy to see that they won. You know, honestly, uh, it hurt me as a Liverpool supporter, but uh, I'm rooting for these American guys to do well.
1: Yeah, and and to be fair, their top two players, I think, have been American players themselves, too. Brendan Aronson, still, he's just a very, very good player. I think he's going to have a really big impact in the World Cup. You hear it here. You hear it now, prediction there. I think Brendan Aronson's going to have a really good uh, World Cup. And then Tyler Adams, too, um, certainly playing very well. So when you look at ratings of players, those guys are consistently in the top three or four players of ratings for each game. So that gives you an idea that he's recruited well and the American players are doing what they need to do.
0: Well, you could argue that those two players are in better form than Christian Pulisic, who who hasn't been getting much playing time with uh, with Chelsea.
1: Agree. I agree. I agree. You know, Pulisic had a rough go
0: there for sure, yeah. Yeah, and he, I he, I watched him play this past week. He did not look good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about uh, that game also. Graham Potter's unhappy homecoming. You know, I, <laughs> I saw him uh, interviewed before the game, and you could tell he was nervous about uh, the yeah, reaction he sure. was going to get. Because he did leave the club in the middle of the season, and I'm sure there was a, a sense of betrayal amongst the Brighton fans. Although, yeah. you know, if you really think about it, if you're a Brighton supporter, you know, it was Chelsea that offered him this job. You have to understand mm-hmm.
1: that, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, he he's put in his time. He's worked his way up. He's now obviously in a position at Chelsea where financially he's probably going to be set for the rest of his life why wouldn't why wouldn't a coach want to do that so I think you have to look at it from that standpoint but going back to Brighton was always going to be very difficult especially with the crowd uh, against him so to speak you know maybe there's some bitterness there for from the Brighton fans towards Graham Potter
0: and maybe the players um, too maybe the players and maybe the players too
1: and so that adds to a motivation that maybe other teams don't always have and uh, they've Quickly jumped on the Chelsea back three very very quickly, um, and, and obviously scored some quick goals. Now that's not to say that Chelsea didn't have chances in that first half. You know, and we go back to Pulisic. who probably missed the best chance of all. A
0: had, a, had
1: a right open to to put to to kind of break the the score line there. That would have made it two one. I think if he would have scored that goal. So yeah, made it made it difficult. Tough, tough, tough situation for a coach going back to their old team, but they've still got a Chelsea. Still had to finish their chances to put themselves in a better spot, but um, you know, glad for Brighton that they got that result. Obviously, disappointed for my Chelsea that they didn't get the result and uh, fell a little bit further back in the uh, in the standings. Are you worried? No, I don't think so. I think this was just a one off game. Um, I think. And, and to be fair, that's his first loss. Yeah, you know exactly. he's been there. Exactly. He's been there for a while. I mean, he's off to a really good, good start. He steadied the ship. Certainly from a Champions League standpoint, they qualified for the uh, knockout stages. So lots of positives there.
0: Well, let's talk about one of the guys that uh, that has uh, Chelsea pedigree and is now playing for Wolves, mm-hmm. um, Diego Costa. He's he's back in the Premier League, and he's back to his shenanigans.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow, well, that was a, that's a tough one. Um, you know, violent conduct, unfortunately, for Diego Costa, a headbutt. So you know, the tough thing is they brought him in to score goals and to be a present. Now he's going to miss the next three games. Yeah, so that makes it really difficult. So I think he's basically out until kind of his fault <laughs> definitely his, de- definitely his fault no question on that um you know just making a poor decision again and and he was known for that at Chelsea as well so I mean obviously Wolves knew what they were getting themselves into when they signed him but bigger picture I think the the problem that uh, the Wolves is having is just finding ways to get results, you know, and like you mentioned, you know, they're now down into the bottom three now. Yeah. And so that makes it really, really difficult. Um because they're missing players. Jimenez, who is Mexico's, you know, all time leading scorer, is a fantastic player. He's out. He's right. been out for most basically the whole season with a groin injury. Um I think he's expected to still make the World Cup squad, but, you know, they're just missing players and obviously going through that process and they don't have a full-time manager yet. So that's the other issue. So they're trying to figure that out.
0: And when you watch them, you wonder where the goals could possibly come from.
1: Yeah, exactly right.
0: Without Costa in there. um, You know, not that he was scoring. Yeah, I don't think he scored Mm -hmm. yet, Um, but you just watch him and you think, all right, they're, they're solid defensively, but they've got no firepower at all.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the biggest issue. I think, You've got players there. You've got Nunez. You got know, Traores up there. Podence. All of those are are, te- are tactically and technically very good, but they're not going to score your goals. You no, know, right. they're the they're the they're the makers of goals. So that's why Jimenez and uh, obviously Costa could have hopefully tried to create some things for them. So they got some. They got to find a way to to score goals. Um, that's the biggest the biggest thing. I think they're looking a little bit better from a defensive standpoint, but still got to find a way to score
0: a goal. I'm actually quite worried about them as far mm-hmm. as uh, the relegation zone goes because I, I worry that they don't have the horses to get them out of there. But we'll find out. We'll find out because I've been yeah. wrong many, 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 many times before. <laughs> All right, so um, I always like looking at this stage of this year because we're about a third of the way done, right, with yeah. the season. Mm-hmm. And so you get a, a feeling for where you are. And if you look at the top four right now, yeah. um, there's some t- some important teams that are missing. Uh, yeah. Chelsea is not in the top four. Manchester yeah. United is not in the top four. Liverpool's not in the top four. Um, That's right. But Arsenal, Tottenham, and Newcastle are. And, yeah. it, you know, they haven't been in there in a while.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's kind of a, a bit of a flip. I mean, when you think about the top four now, realistically, in the last five years, Man City is the only team that's been consistently in that group. Right. So you've got basically three newcomers in Newcastle, Tottenham and Arsenal. Whether or not they can keep that going, you know, that's, that's going to be the question. To be fair, Tottenham had a great result coming back from 2-0 down to win on the weekend 3-2, so yeah. that was a, a massive result for them. And Newcastle, I mean, my goodness, they just, they're just they scoring for fun right now. I mean, they've got everybody scoring goals. You've got Callum Wilson, who's just banging them in, who I think is definitely going to be a good outside bet for the England squad, potentially for the World Cup, especially for the form he's got. Well,
0: um, I, th- I think so- you've got to put him on the team, don't you think? I mean. <laughs>
1: You would think so. I mean, but realistically, and we've we've mentioned this before. Whoever goes is Harry Kane's backup. <laughs> that's, well, that's basically a good point. what it's. <laughs> that's basically what he is. Yeah. Because um, I don't think he's going to play out wide or in you know, one of those positions. Because you've got other players like that. You've got you know players that maybe you know Rashford, who's now coming into the the realm a little bit. You've got right. Phil Foden. You've got Jack Green. I mean, there's, England has. Are lots and lots of options, which is really good. But as an out-and-out striker, Callum Wilson, I think definitely has to be considered because of the form he's he's got. His biggest concern, and I think every Newcastle fan has this concern, is his injury prone. Right. So you know he he scores a bunch of goals and then he'll miss five six games because he gets an injury. So that makes it really difficult. But yeah, definitely a different makeup in terms of the league table. That's for sure.
0: You know Tottenham plays an interesting style. I've been I've been watching them uh, quite a few times this year. Yeah, and uh, they play very defensively. They're all, they're almost exclusively a counter-attacking team.
1: Yep, you're absolutely right. Yes, um, and I think a lot of the Tottenham fans are frustrated with the way they play. Yeah, um, the, the 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 you know, and it goes both ways, right? It's
0: not so exactly think, the beautiful game.
1: <laughs> no, that way, exactly, but. If you're a Tottenham fan, they're in a position that they they haven't been in in the last yeah, few years. Top you know, three. they're consi- top three. So you got to take the good and the bad, I guess you could say. But ultimately, they're not going to outplay teams. It all catches up with them, right? And that's their that's their style of play. That's their their game their game model, so to speak, in terms of how they want to try to play. Um, and that's their choice. Diego Conte, uh, Conte is. Um, Antonio Conte, sorry, is is that type of a coach. He's defensive first. He's definitely that way. Um, and he'll find a way to score goals. But they're always pushed to be extremely fit and to stop other teams from scoring.
0: Well, Although, he, he won a title with Chelsea playing in that way.
1: Yeah. No, it, it, he's – and that's the thing. He's been successful everywhere he's gone. And so that's that's the thing that people have to realize, that he's always done it. It may not look pretty, uh, but uh, he he gets results. It's a bit like our our good friend, uh, Mr. Mourinho, right? So he finds ways to win games.
0: Well, you know, let's talk about the other two teams, uh, Arsenal and uh, Newcastle, a little bit. Mm Because we're talking about uh, managers that get the job done. And you've always been a fan of Newcastle's manager. Yes. Who yep. has never really gotten a chance to coach a team with a uh, uh, you know a major payroll before. And uh, Newcastle has that now. And and they have the ability to go out and get even more. And he's doing a great job, wouldn't you say?
1: Fantastic job. He's been able to get these players to a new level. And remember, I think what's been really smart about what they've done is they haven't gone out and just bought the best players, but they haven't bought Mbappe. and They probably could afford to buy these types of players. But he's been very um, precise in the, the types of decisions he's made in terms of the players he's bringing in. He's recreated or reinvented some players like Joel Linton, for example, who was typically a striker? He's moved him back into the midfield, and he's enjoying massive success there. And uh, defensively, a lot better in terms of where they're at. So, that when you look at from an analysis standpoint, you know that they're, they're definitely looking very, very strong. Players who have been average are now better. Miguel Almiron, for example, right, never really did much. He's like the second leading scorer on the team. And just can't stop scoring. I mean, the goals he's scoring. I don't know if you saw his goal this weekend. Curled it in with his left
0: foot. Yeah. Just
1: fantastic. So he's got players who were currently there playing better, and that speaks very highly of Eddie Howe as a manager.
0: Right, because he is—he's uh, developing the players as well as exactly, coaching. exactly
1: right. Yes, exactly right. So uh yeah, so, Arsenal
0: yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, we gotta talk about Arsenal too and, and Yeah, yeah. And, you know, after thirteen weeks they're number one and they're number one with a, with a great team behind them. And I've I must say, I've watched them now a few times and uh I think they're for real.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, it's certainly been consistent enough. Uh we'll find out this weekend how good they are. They've got a tough game, but we'll talk about that later. But the biggest thing is is they are putting away all the teams they need to. Obviously, they've had some big wins recently. Um, this 5 nothing drubbing against, unfortunately, a Nottingham Forest side that just looked completely lost after such a big win the week before. Yeah. That was really frustrating for them. But, yeah, Martinelli is extremely good. They're also getting players in, some players who are coming in uh, and scoring goals. Reese Nelson came in, scored two goals. Right. So they've got young players coming through that are definitely making a difference. Defensively, they're extremely strong. Uh, they've got Gabriel, who's going to be a, a, a force no matter way, who he plays with. Uh, Party as well, who's playing as that defensive center mid.
0: And Partey's playing quite well.
1: Yeah, oh, really, really well. I mean, you look at their lineup, there's not too many weaknesses. Yeah. And what's really nice is the strength that they have uh, on the bench as well, which I think is different than they've, what they've had in the past. So they've got players that can come in, like a Tierney, who's an international for Scotland, can come in and play as an outside back or an outside midfielder as needed. Uh, Eddie Nketiah, who was one of their younger, stronger forwards, can also come in and do some things. But love their front three, Saka, Jesus, and Martinelli, causing teams lots of problems.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, Well, we've got more to talk about in terms of uh, Arsenal because they've got a big game coming up. I'm just guessing it might be Adam's TV tip, but um, we'll we'll find out. Uh, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association.
1: Illinois Youth Soccer is proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975. Illinois Youth Soccer is a non-profit corporation, official state association and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to illinoisyouthsoccer.org.
0: Okay, we still have a lot more show. We'll find out what's happening in Adam's office. We've got uh, the guest, the Premier League star. We'll also get Adam's TV tip, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Rick. I'm Dave. And we're the hosts of the Minutia Men podcast. Rick is the former executive producer of two Hall of Fame radio shows. Dave is an out-of-the-box thinker, a guerrilla marketer, and former advertising agency. We've been friends for 40 years. I was the best man at Dave's wedding. Yeah, you were an okay man at best. Was that really necessary? Minutia Man and Opie Show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
1: And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news. news. With Coach Adam. Adam. Coach Adam.
0: So, my guess is uh, you have some information for us.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, a big weekend coming up. November the 5th Guy Fawkes Day as it was known in England. Yes. Probably I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, I the do. old uh, yeah. So the fireworks could be going all over the place for a bunch of new state champions potentially this weekend. So you've got uh basically our state cup finals. So excited excited for all of the girls teams that are playing 15U mm-hmm. through 19U and then uh, both yourself and myself are going to be commentating on a couple of games. So we're really excited to be able to uh, bring that. So we're working with uh, the groups at uh, Mercy Health SportsCore 2, uh, the YES group that's going to be po- putting that on. Uh, we'll be live streaming it. You're going, to hear, you're going to hear the dulcet tones of Rick Kempfer and myself talking about the games. And we have picked the two games that I think are going to be really, really good. Uh, It worked out really well for both of our schedules, so uh, we're going to be doing the one o'clock game. That's the uh, Evolution versus Galaxy. Now, just to give you an idea, Galaxy in the 2008, this is the 15U girls are the defending national champions. Wow! So that gives you that's pretty pretty awesome. And then the game right after that will be the 16U final, and that's going to be Chicago Inter against another Galaxy team. So, um, so Galaxy have got. Four team, uh, sorry, three teams in the final. Uh, Chicago Inter have four teams in finals, and then FC United has one, and Evolution has one. So, uh, looking forward to a great, great weekend. Um, not sure where it's going to be. I mean, the weather looks really nice, so we'll see. Right now, uh, scheduled to be playing the games indoors, but we'll see how it works. Maybe even be able to play it outside. You never know.
0: Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we had a great time doing this uh, last year. Yeah. And uh, and so we'll just, we'll be doing it again.
1: Yeah, that's right. And we'll be live up there. So we'll be there in the booth. So there you go. That'll be fun.
0: In Rockford, in beautiful Rockford, Illinois.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. It's time for your favorite part of the show.
1: Time now to guess
0: the Premier League star. Okay. So let's see if you can guess uh, this... Uh, I'd say I'm going to call him a star because that's what it says. Okay, (laughs) well, that's good. (laughs)
1: That's the whole point of the show, right? That's the whole point of
0: it. It says it in in the jingle, so it's got to be true. (laughs) All right, so this this week's uh, star is 28 Mm -hmm. years old.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: So he's been around. He is playing in his fourth different country. Wow. And this is the first one that is in Europe. Mm. So he's played in other places. In fact, he's previously played in his home country. Okay. And he's played in Argentina, which is not his home country. And he's also played in the United States, which is pretty pretty unusual for a Premier League star.
1: Sure. Sure. I think I
0: know it. Oh no. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I, I think we and I think we mentioned him already, so yes, I think that's so probably why we not did not
0: happy when uh, you brought him <laughs> up earlier. <laughs>
1: well, partly because I put him on my fantasy team this week and uh-huh. it was a massive get because they got loads of points for him. So, uh, yes, formerly of Atlanta United. Yes. He is now playing with Newcastle United. Uh, he's definitely been transformed this year as a player, uh-huh. and our player is Mr. Miguel Almirón.
0: That is correct, uh, from Paraguay. Yes, that's uh,
1: he, right.
0: He he uh, he wears black and white stripes, and he's not in prison.
1: <laughs> and
0: he plays for Newcastle. Uh, and Adam mentioned him earlier, and I knew immediately that this was going to be a quick guess, and so now I'm crestfallen. But uh, we still yeah. have more show to do, so we we yeah. must do that because it's still time for this. Now time for
1: Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip.
0: I like it so much better when you struggle. Oh, right? I know. Yeah.
1: I know. Well, it's, it, I, you could have always said he works at Foot Locker, too. That's the
0: other one, too. <laughs>
1: that's so so I, I, I always joke, joke with my good friend Gary, who's a Newcastle fan. So, yeah, see, uh, see you've got your Foot Locker shirt on, so that's always fun. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, yeah.
0: I was looking at the schedule. There's some good games this weekend.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be really tough to, bring, to find a, good, uh, a not good game. I mean, that's yeah. the tough thing. So, I mean, there's so many good ones. I mean, you've got um, you know West Ham Palace, is, which is a good one. Um, Would that be a Villa, derby? Uh, yeah, it's a London derby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. you've got kind of East London against South London so the east enders against the the south london crystal palace by the so way i was one.
0: watching uh uh usa network and they were teaching uh yeah. a, a derby and they had a british announcer and he said derby no yes which means that the people at usa network probably made him say that right
1: that's ridic- that's ridiculous you can't say Derby. Uh, it's a Derby?
0: Couldn't agree more. It's a Derby.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Derby, my goodness. Well, it's just the whole Kentucky Derby. Yeah. You know, it's funny when they had them. I think they were on location one day when they were at the Kentucky Derby. They were talking. I think. I think uh, some of the announcers were saying Derby, but then they were talking about a Derby. So they had to change from Derby to Derby. So yeah. it's just really strange. Very weird. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, those, no, you're fine. You're fine. But yeah, some good ones. I think Leeds, Bournemouth, I think is going to be a good one as well. You know, getting back into the group. But I mean, realistically, there's two games that stick out. This one probably suits your timing a little bit better. Uh, although we're going to be traveling, but we can listen to it as we're going. Spurs versus Liverpool, ten thirty kickoff. Now the issue too. That's one game to watch for sure. Now, that, remember, so that's on Sunday? That's on Sunday. So that we should be okay. So we shouldn't have a problem with that. But remember, the clocks in England just fell back. So they just moved their clocks. They do it slightly different. So all of this week, games are going to be a little bit off from a time standpoint.
0: Earlier so, or later?
1: So that means it's going to be earlier. Yeah. That sucks for you, I know. So that is my game, and this is why I said that because the game of the week is on Sunday, and it's Chelsea versus Arsenal, six a.m. kickoff.
0: Oh, good morning, everybody!
1: <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Sir. Yeah. Well, we won't be talking about that next week. But wow, no, I mean, that's a it's a tough one. That's an early, early kickoff. I right know it's going to be a tough one. I mean, even the Spurs, Liverpool is normally eleven thirty, so they pushed it back. So. So we're going to have to deal with this at least for a couple of weeks. I don't think we put our clocks back until the following weekend. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to deal with this for a little bit. Uh,
0: uh, so
1: Chelsea-Arsenal, 6 a.m. I really wanted to that watch one, that one. I know. But now you got <laughs> – well, you still can. Yeah. You still can.
0: <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. <laughs> That's Saturday or Sunday. No, no. Sunday, yeah. 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 No, no. Homie's not getting up at 6 a.m. for that. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, it's going to be a great game. Maybe I'll tape it. Yeah. Maybe I'll tape it. Uh, Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club, 65 years of soccer excellence. Green White provides a great travel soccer program for kids of all ages, led by former World Cup player, and coach, Mustafa Edders. Go to greenwhitesoccer.org. Well, we have people to thank. We uh, always thank our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-S-H-O-S.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. They just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And don't forget, available today for pre-order, back in Whoa. the DDR, a novel by... Me, Rick Kempfer, mm. uh, you can find it at com, And we will be back next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you.
1: This has been a presentation of Opie
0: Productions. Tony, can you shut up? What do you get when you hear a celebrity minutiae interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Meyer having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get minutiae. Right. What does a demon from Fast
1: Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie?
0: Only right. one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutia Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Minutia fits.